Hey everybody, this is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've been through absolute and total caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. I am honored and excited and delighted today to be here with Abby Medcalf, who's going to introduce herself in a minute. Abby, welcome, and thank you for being with me today. Hey, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for asking. It's, I'm thrilled. And uh, I'm a, a psychologist, a relationship maven. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been doing this for about 34 years, working with uh, people to transform their lives and their relationships in a relatively short amount of time. Ooh, a short amount of time. Transformation in a short amount of time. I'm Absolutely. I love it. Abby, where do you live? Where are you based? Uh, well, I'm from New York City, and I live here in Berkeley, California. Craziness. Love it. I'm in LA. That's craziness, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're these posters out here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. How did that happen? Um, <laughs> all right, awesome. So, Abby, we know who you are and where you're from. So, as you know, this is a podcast by and for women who've gone through some really rough stuff. And I know that you have worked with many, many, I mean, hundreds of women who've gone through really rough stuff. That was at this point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Mm -hmm. So could you summarize for us, Abby, some of the caca that you personally have gone through and what was the worst part of that to give us some context for where we're headed here? Well, I think most of us who become psychologists or get into the field in any way, it's because of our own pain and what we went through. And so I was a heroin addict at a very young age and um, got uh, clean in my, uh, in college actually. And, uh, you know, I, some of the worst points, I was—I didn't have a place to live, and I had I had no relationships, and I couldn't trust anyone, and no one could trust me, and my word meant nothing, and I lied to everyone and lied to myself, and was completely spiritually bankrupt and uh, completely devoid of any sense of self um, at all, and so that was the worst of the worst, I, I would say. And uh, coming back from that through therapy and rehabs, and uh, I've walked on hot coals with Anthony Robbins, and I've, <laughs> I've, 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 done, I've done Life Spring and Est, and well, it was called Est then. Um, I did a lot of things to really build myself back up and to really try to figure out who I was in the world and what I had to offer. Um, and so my whole life since has been trying to be of service because I really did some horrible things when I was out using. And uh, it's hard to, you know, moving through the shame of that has been the biggest thing. And I, and I see that shame a lot in my clients. Uh, shame for staying in a relationship too long. Mm -hmm. Shame for leaving. Uh, <laughs> shame for, you know, maybe what they're doing, think they're doing to their children, all those things that we, and, and shame for things we've done. Uh, so I really relate on that level of getting past, that's such a big piece is to get past that shame. Getting past the shame. Wow. I have so many things to ask you about. And first of all, I would like to underscore that's caca. Like that is absolute. I, I haven't been personally through it. That sounds like absolute and total complete yeah. caca, you know, <laughs> just how, how are you going to sugarcoat something like what you went through? Yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Ethically um, bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good word for it. B-A-D. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Abby, you know, really the strength 
and the just the warrior energy that it must have taken for you. I can only imagine, in addition to the steps that you took, the life spring, I mean, just, just the work that you put in, the hard work that you put in, and the warrior energy to get to the other side of your addiction and to get to the other side of whatever other kind of stuff was going on yeah. around it. What I'd love to ask you now, and I know it's been a while for you since this time, what is the best thing for you about being on the other side of that and where you are kind of now? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it, it's been a long time, but it hasn't because, you know, I go to 12-step meetings and I share my story and I, you know, I work with addicts and I do a workshop every month at a rehab near here. And I, you know, I've stayed in that world, even though it's not my specialty anymore for many, many years because I, I keep wanting to give back. And so the thing that's the best and we we always say uh, don't leave before the miracle don't leave before it's you're halfway through and it's a friggin miracle on the other side sometimes i'm driving around in my little you know my little lexus mom car and with my kids walking to school and it, it's and i'm thinking wow how did i get here mm. and i never i didn't think i was going to live this long let alone be here thriving with incredible relationships and so that's really it is this feeling of connection i have not only with myself with what i consider my higher power source the universe and with the people in my life i have the richest deepest relationships and it's all because of coming through that fire. Viktor Frankl says that what is to give light must endure burning. And uh, I've, it's always been one of my favorite quotes. That's a good one. That's a good one. And one of the themes that is coming up in this podcast is just this theme that there's something about absolute crisis, desperation, trauma, stress, let's just say crisis, that is an opening. Mm -hmm. it's, there is potential in crisis to, to open up to being in another state that is whatever you'd want to call it, better, broader, deeper, higher. Yep. Whatever well, you call it. The real key to having, to me, to having an epic comeback in any way, which to me really means not just having the trappings of success or, you know, putting it all together, but it, really means having your self-esteem and your confidence and your, you know, vivaciousness and your eagerness for life and feeling frisky and all that good stuff. The, the real key to that is uh, to move past, to, to see what happened as, and I hate to say this too new agey, but like a gift, like that there's a reason for it. I would never have wished this on myself in a million years and what I went through. And I am quite clear that I would not be doing the things I'm doing and helping the people I'm helping and creating that the children wouldn't be mine. None, nothing around me would be mine without having come through that. So although it's not, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I'm so glad that happened. I am absolutely, I get that there's a bigger picture here that I was not aware of for many years and that this has all served me to be where I am now and to be doing the work I'm doing now. So that that's the key to it all. And I'm not saying people in the middle of the horror have to feel happy about it or grateful for it. I'm not saying that at all, be in the heart, you know, get through that. I am yeah. saying that there's comes a time though, you know, 20 years from a divorce or a bad thing, if you're still in the horror, it's a problem. You know, you, you, we, we, oh, have sure. to, we have to get past that. And, and the way to do it is this, type of really understanding and really being in this 
kind of gratitude for lack of a better term or this under, maybe it's understanding this deep understanding of why it was there so it's not a why me it's a wow wow me wow you know here i am now yes there's so much in that there's so much in what you just said and i have these two questions in my mind right now and and the first question that is in my mind is you have done so much and you're in a field you're in a field i mean you're in the field of psychology and you've done so much personal and self-development and your journey has been long and you've described some of the steps that you took including walking on coals and you know all this different stuff there's so many things that we can advise people to do to either get through what they're getting through or to recover at the end all that kind of stuff so if you could condense or if you could distill your advice in terms of what you would say to women who are in crisis right now, they're there right now. Yep. They may not be able at this moment to see the purpose or to see the larger picture. What would you give them? Maybe one or two or three things that you would give them as uh, advice on how to get to the other side. The absolute thing is and it's something that you can always do right now which is great you don't have to wait to go to a workshop or work on therapy for 10 years the thing and, and i'll just say this so the i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up but the the center of a happy life is our ability to resist urges if hmm. you i know it sounds crazy but that's the truth of it if you want to uh, be more productive you have to resist the urge to scroll on facebook for hours and hours if you want to uh you know, get fit, you have to resist the urge to eat the rest of the donut. If you want it, right? And if you want to be uh, emotionally happy, you have to resist the urge to maybe uh, think about revenge schemes for your ex or, you know, go uh, start cyber stalking them or drive by the house or whatever those things are, right? You have to resist those urges. And the way to do that, the, the, the center of that is training your attention to be in your moments and not anywhere else because we get distracted and you know, you're doing something and then this thought pops in like, what is that jerk doing now? You know, and, and then we, we run down that rabbit hole after him or her, you know, whoever this is. And that's the problem. You have to see it for what it is and go, whoa, whoa, no, no, I'm, I'm right here. I'm, I'm staying in my lane. This is not going to help me. This urge I'm having to, be mad or to go after him or whatever that is it's an urge you know it's a, it's a craving almost to like or know what they're doing or any of that and that is going to undermine your happiness no one is happy doing those things nobody not one person listening is happy when they're in that in that as a matter of fact you feel horrible after it's like using drugs <laughs> you in a moment you have a relief because you like oh he's doing this he's with that woman or he's whatever and mm -hmm. then later you just feel like crap for so long and you're so like, why do I keep doing that? Why do I, right? And so the way to do that is to work on your, uh, to train your attention, which we call in, in, in the new agey world, uh, <laughs> we call it mindfulness. And so the thing I really counsel people to do, and it's the, it's the secret, it really is, it's the secret sauce is to, and you can work on mindfulness very quickly and easily. You don't have to go meditate. You don't have to go. I teach this in organizations. I, you know, how to do it, like write your desk. So I would say these things. Number one, if somebody calls or texts you, especially him, that you never, ever answer the phone or never, ever respond to the text right away, that you just, you just wait. You just even take one cleansing breath, one 
come back to yourself, notice where your emotions are before you respond yep. to, in any, in any way, believe it or not, that's mindfulness. You're, you're, you're resisting the urge to like get right back and, Oh, I want to say this. And you know, yep. and then you can do things like, uh, set your alarm on your reminder on your phone for three times a day. And every time it goes off, just notice where your brain was, notice what you were thinking about and bring yourself back to present and try to get into a, a better feeling state, you know, in your moment, in your moment, you're okay. In your moment, it, the world is all right. It, there might be a lot of things about to happen, but they're not happening right this second. <laughs> and so in that moment, you can sort of bring that back, take a breath and be okay. And believe it or not, when you do this, the research shows that you actually start to train your brain to stay more in the moment. And when you're in the moment, you have better emotional regulation. You don't sound like a crazy person, you know, because you know how that is. You end up seeming the one like who's crazy instead of them. It's like, how did that happen? <laughs> and never sounded like a crazy I, I, <laughs> Me either. I know. So, and, and that, and that makes us feel like crap, you know, talk about caca. We, cause our self-confidence goes, we feel like we can't trust ourselves. We feel like, you know, and that's the worst when our own trust of ourselves goes. I agree. Oh, that's the worst so of the worst when you don't trust it's, yourself. It's the worst of the worst. And so the way to get that back, believe it or not, is to be able to resist these urges. And you do that by working on your mindfulness diligently. And it's all you have to do. Set the reminder on your phone three times a day. You know, wait to answer the text. Do these very simple things to just, when you're drinking coffee, just drink the coffee. Don't daydream. Don't look out the window. Don't do anything else. Just do it. Yeah. You know, Matt Killingsworth's research shows that we daydream about six, about 50% of the time that our mind is somewhere else. It's wandering. Uh, and that goes up to a high of about 65%. So most of the time, half the time, you're not focusing on what you need to be focusing on. And that's when your thoughts get away from you. And that's when you get unhappy. We know that when people mind wander, they're unhappier than if they weren't. So that's... And it's the simplest thing you can do. You can do it today, no matter how much caca you're in. Bam. I am learning so much right now. <laughs> Bam. No, I mean, this stuff is so, the way that you're describing it, Abby, it sounds so empowering because it's concrete. Yep. It's specific. It's something you can do at your desk. You know, like you can do your little like yep. butt exercises at your yep. desk. You can do your mindfulness exercises at yep. your desk. Mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and it's based on human behavior. It's yeah. based on research. It's based on science. It's based on psychology. Absolutely. Yep. And it's so true. I, and it's, it's interesting because no one has ever said to me, the key here to getting through or the key to being happy or any of those things is resisting urges. <laughs> no one kind of thinks of it that way. But when you break huh. it down, you realize, oh, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm unhappy when I give in to those, you know, that, that immediate gratification. That's when we get unhappy. It's, it's not donut. otherwise. Eating the donut. It's, it's the donut. It's the ex-boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and we get very keyed into our exes because, you know, the research shows that the same brain patterns and neurotransmitters that happen when we're in love also happen when we break up. And that's why you can't stop obsessing about your ex. Huh. That's interesting because I don't obsess about my exes. I just oh, good. Don't. I, I never have. So maybe I'm just not totally human. But. I don't personally, but I got to tell you, just about everybody who comes to my office is they're just so consumed with their ex-partners, especially if they're not, the, even if they're, no, not, even if they're the ones who did the breaking up, 
Yeah. It's amazing to me. And people are just, you know, and go back to the relationships and, you know, play that whole thing. It's like, no, no, no babies. But when you explain that, you know, this is really stuff happening in your brain, it sort of makes people go, oh, all right, I'm not crazy. <laughs> and right. I have, I have control of my brain. So I, I can control right. this. I, I, you know, I can do something about it. Yeah. This is such good stuff. Um, Abby, on a completely different topic, I really want to ask you this question, which is since we're all about being epic here, if you could have any superpower that you don't already have, it has to be one you don't already have, what would it be? I want, the, uh, I want a superpower where I can uh, help people be calm so that we can have world peace. Ooh. So I can feel connected and calm. Sorry, it was two. Connected and calm. Yeah. Everybody felt connected and calm. There'd be no bullying. There'd be no hate. There'd be no nothing. Oh, connected. Yeah, connected. Totally. Yeah. That's what I would do. Would it be I would like wave my wand. wand. Okay, so you have a wand. I was going to say, what's the mechanism here? Is it a button? Is it a wand? Is it a like wand, baby? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I love that so much. Um, rock on. Abby, thank you so much. I am so glad that you have blessed my podcast with your presence, and I could, I could talk to you for another four hours. Um, where can we find you and your work online? Uh, so just my website, abbymedcalf.com. It's A-B-B-Y-M-E-D as in Donald, C-A-L-F.com. And I have a podcast, uh, Relationships Made Easy. And I have a Amazon bestselling book called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. So when people are ready for the next relationship, you can get ready. Um, but I also have, uh, actually on the website is, a, a, there's a blog, Make Mindfulness, How to Make Mindfulness a Habit. So if people want, that's free. You don't even have to put in your email or anything. Uh, you just go get it. So if they'd like to go do that, that's probably the nicest thing to do. Great. Love it all. We're going to follow you. We're going to make relationships easy. Yes. That's what I do. Great. I'm in. Um, right. So this is Nikki Bruno with Abby Medcalf on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more info and ideas on staging an epic comeback in your life after going through a life-shattering experience, please visit theepiccomeback.com.